and I'm Kat. Welcome back to the Daily Dose of Randomness. Let's get right into it with our four prompts that will generate a random story that we will have to come up with. Let's start with Kat. Kat, your prompts are... Mm, seesaws, money, and games. Okay, those actually seem terribly related for being random. Right? Well, here we go. I just misread money as monkey, so we're going to start with a monkey. <laughs> Fantastic. There was a monkey who lived in a zoo, and his cage happened to be right next to the play area for children. You know how they have, like, the little cutouts that they can put their heads through and take right, pictures right. and the, like, alligators they can ride and whatever. There's So every day the monkey would watch all the children playing on this playground, and, of course... The zookeepers had set up a monkey playground in the monkey cage. Okay. But the monkey thought that the kids' playground looked a lot more interesting. True, true. I mean, he was in here, like, swinging on things. But out there, the kids were actually, like, playing games with each other. They were playing tag and... Not throwing poop at each other, too. (laughs) Eh, Hopefully not. Oh, that'd be gross. But anyway... So he thought he'd like to get out there somehow. So the first thing he tried was talking to the zookeeper and saying, Hey, you're a nice guy. Wouldn't you want to let me out to the playground so I can have the time of my life? And the zookeeper said, No, you belong in the cage. You'll scare the children. Dang. And so the monkey said, Well... I have this $10 bill that some old guy just dropped in my cage the other day. What if I give you that and you let me out? Bribery at its finest. And the zookeeper said, uh, $10 isn't very much money, Mr. Monkey. Welp. And so the monkey kind of failed on that attempt, too. So the monkey figured the zookeeper was probably pretty set in his ways and wasn't going to let him out. So the next thing he did was he came up with... Like, this plan to sneak out. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. So he watched for, like, a week the zookeeper's routine of how he'd come in and feed them to see if there was any way that he could possibly, like, distract the zookeeper and sneak out while the zookeeper wasn't looking. But he found out that the zookeeper always closed the door and locked it behind him. Rip. So that wasn't going to work either. So after that, the monkey really was pretty stumped. And he went to one of the older monkeys in the clan of monkeys. I guess monkeys are called a clan now. Elder monkey. (laughs) So he went to this older monkey and told him his problem. And the older monkey said, the grass is not greener on that side of the fence, just so you know. Mm. But he did say, well, I was out there once. And like I said, it's not that great. But the way that I got out is I built myself a little catapult. Monkey catapult. Out of one of our seesaws that flung me out of the cage when the zookeeper opened the door before he could do anything about it. And once I was outside, he couldn't catch me. And so the younger monkey said, oh, teach me how to do that. So the younger monkey and the older monkey set up the catapult which they made out of one of the seesaws in the cage because the zookeeper was still dumb enough to leave the seesaw in the cage. Monkey seesaw. (laughs) And 
so he set this up and the zookeeper came by and apparently it had been long enough since the older monkey escaped that he didn't notice anything was off so he just opened the cage door and the monkey was catapulted out into the playground the only problem was also in the playground was a little girl who happened to be very, very fond of monkeys. Oh. And the zookeeper might not have been very fast and might not have been able to catch the older monkey, but the little girl was pretty fast. And so before the monkey quite knew what had happened to him, the little girl was hugging him very tightly and playing with his tail and combing his hair and calling him Mr. Fancy Pants. And I don't know why she chose that name, but she did. Mr. Fancy Pants? Yes. Dang. So he started like kind of screaming in monkey language for the zookeeper to come over and rescue him and the zookeeper did and put him back in his cage and he never complained after that the end so was this the plot line to how dora the explorer got boots (laughs) sure (laughs) awesome well that was a story for the ages let's go on to the next story here and my prompts are gonna be Football, police, and North Africa. Why North Africa? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know a whole lot about football. I don't know a Me whole either. lot about North Africa, but my dad's a cop, so it should be interesting. Yeah. Once upon a time, in the land of the African region, more towards the north, so like Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Egypt. Yeah. Uh, there was this guy whose name was Sheldon. Thank you. <laughs> I'll keep it simple today. Sheldon was a football player for the African team of alligators. That's a good name for an African team. Yeah. And the alligators were on a never-ending winning streak. Because they were the only team in (laughs) Egypt. Well, that would do it. Yeah. So Sheldon got really, really tired of being a football player. He was the quarterback. I think that's the right term. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. Because he always carried a lot of quarters on his back. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Now I understand football so much more. Yeah. You're welcome. Then, (laughs) with the quarters on his back, he would run full speed and charge into another guy. He was the strongest player on the field. He knew exactly what to do in what situation and how to get out of it. But, once again, there was no other teams in Egypt, just the Egyptian alligators. (laughs) Their mascot was an actual alligator. Like a real live alligator? A real live alligator. (laughs) He ripped off a dude's leg. Wow. They called him Stumps. That's logical. Stumps and Sheldon were best friends, however. And they started talking about different things to do in North Africa and what other opportunities were presented for them. One of the ideas that came up was a trapeze artist. That sounds equally as risky as befriending a live crocodile. Alligator, whatever it is. Alligators eating legs tend to be a uh, no-go for trapeze artists because you kind of need both legs for that. That's true. So they started looking elsewhere, and they realized that the crime in their city was really bad. 
Not like like the killing kind or like the stealing kind. No, it was like the straight up like dropping like a soda and like leaving it there. Uh, the worst kind of crime. Yeah. Those people. They finally decided, you know what? We're done with this whole football life. We're going to go and be police. So that's what they did. They went and became cops. Now, being a quarterback, once again, a person who holds a lot of quarters on his back. Right. He was the built guy. While they made stumps drive the car, because you really only need one foot to drive a car. This is true. I hope it was was his right foot that he still had. <laughs> did they drive on the right or the left in Egypt? I think they drive oh. on the left. We're gonna go with. They probably we're do. Leave that up to you. Your imagination <laughs> can now take over to the story. But when they were cops, they started taking down every single crook and every single bad person that they saw doing bad things and bad ways and. Yeah. They finally sat there at the end, and no matter what they did, they still didn't feel that satisfaction. So what they did, ultimately, was they created a new football team. Ah. And they called them the Stumpers. (laughs) And when they won, their victory cry was, Victory, my name is Sheldon. (laughs) The end. Wow. I love that you worked that in. I managed, that was a joke I made before the podcast even started. I'm proud of that. On to the next story. Clowns, hunting, and x-rays. Wow, that's interesting. I don't like this. I had hunting last week, too. This sounds like a horror movie waiting to be made, actually. I feel like I should change it. Uh, Nah, we'll leave it. We're leaving it. Let's see if I can make it something fluffy and happy. Clowns don't have to be bad, you know. Yes, they do. No, they don't. We're literally going to change gears here and argue about clowns being evil. Because I will debate this. Uh, maybe I'll just tell you a story All and right, convince go for you. It. So once upon a time, there was a guy named Steve. And Steve was a pretty normal guy. He went to the office, worked his nine to five, like five days a week, or sometimes six days, you know, if his boss asked him to come in extra. Hashtag me. And he pretty much just had a normal life. But one day, while he was driving home from work, he got caught in a car accident. Oh, no. Someone T-boned his car because they didn't stop at a stop sign. He was also driving on the left with a broken leg. Yeah. So, once he regained consciousness, he found out that someone had called 911 and an ambulance had come to pick him up. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, he went to the hospital in the ambulance And they took x-rays because they wanted to make sure that no damage had been done to him. Because he was knocked out. And, like, one of his arms looked like it was at kind of a funny angle. Mm, Lovely. And they found out, yes, he does have a broken arm. Oh, no. But fortunately, it was his left arm, and he was right-handed. Hey. So, after a couple months, he more or less recovered and went back to his normal life. But this close call with misfortune did have an impact on his life he thought to himself why am i just working my boring nine to five and not doing anything interesting with my life right so he thought about what his dreams were and his aspirations and one of his the things that he thought made the world more meaningful and that he would like to do with his life is to help children to enjoy life and use their imaginations, and just generally have fun. And so, 
he thought about what professions he could take up to do that. But the problem was he didn't really want to give up his 9 to 5 because it did make him pretty good money. Mm. It's all about that dough. So that pretty much narrowed down the possibilities to like either being a clown or adopting children. And he really didn't want to adopt children either. Mm. (laughs) And so he became a clown. He painted his face Mm. white on the weekends and (laughs) put on a funny wig and Mm -hmm. made children laugh at their birthday parties. No. (laughs) Except for Bailey. No. At Bailey's birthday party, he screamed. Yes. (laughs) That actually happened to me. (laughs) Okay. I didn't know that was true. Okay. Um, But after a while, some of the birthday parties started to get a little bit out of control because he was trying so hard to make people laugh. So one time he just wound up on this kid's roof. And (laughs) don't ask me why he thought that was a good idea. But he like pretended to trip and fall off except he actually fell off oh no and it kind of hurt and the kids laughed but he wasn't laughing i would be laughing (laughs) so he limped back to his car and drove himself to the hospital and they took another round of x-rays and sure enough one of his legs was broken not the one he was driving with so his his right arm or his left arm <laughs> and his left leg are now broken. I guess you could yes. say he's on the right side of things. <laughs> so then he decided that maybe he needed to drop being a clown and do things that were like a little safer. Adopt a kid. Well, he didn't really want to adopt a kid still. So the next thing he took up was hunting. But hunting involves guns and being out in the woods and sometimes being up high in trees and you can just about imagine how that turned out for him i guess he was all right after all (laughs) i'm full of bad puns today all right we got time for one more here please do not involve a clown or i will freak the (laughs) mess out um okay that one's decent bailey is going to tell us a story about rice and rabbits and pipes Once upon a time, in the land of New York. Good place. Not New York City, but like Albany or something like the more nicer area. The place that you actually should be going to, people. (laughs) I'm not from New York, by the way. Uh, There was this rabbit. Wabbit, as uh, (laughs) Elmer Fudd would say. His name was Geo. Hmm. Geo the rabbit. He I hope was he's a little cuter than his name. Uh, yeah, he was uh, white with black dots, and he had really long and droopy ears. I feel like he should wear glasses with that name. He also wore <laughs> a monocle. Okay. <laughs> I will. I will settle for a monocle. <laughs> I like that. He would go out and do his business and just take care of like the garden around his house and. Yes, he had a house too. It was a little tiny burrow in the thing, but he actually like built like a wooden like house Ooh. in the burrow. Nice. Uh, there was a problem though. He had some water pipes that needed to be fixed, but the rabbit repair company, uh, hop on it, <laughs> was unavailable at the time due to a massive flooding in Albany. 
I suppose that had nothing to do with the water pipes. <laughs> no, his his pipes are broken. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it just so happened to be that every other pipe in the known universe at that oh. time was also broken. That's an interesting coincidence. So he looked online, looking through his monocle and scrolling on his iPhone to see <laughs> what he could do to fix it himself. Now, he did not own a single tool. Oh, dear. No, a rabbit. Whatever. <laughs> Without owning a single tool, he did not know how to fix it, and he didn't know what needed to really be fixed. So looking online, he found a thing that you could do. You take three tons of rice. Wow. White rice at that. <laughs> Throw it into the pipe, have the rice Funnel through all of the pipes until it reaches the water. The water will then rise through the pipes, sending it all the way through, cleaning out the water supply, and sending all the rice back out for the next use. Hmm. So, he looked to see how much three tons of white rice for a rabbit on the rabbit market would cost. And it cost him about... 1,300 carrots. Not like the diamonds, but like carrots. The actual carrots. Like a veggie. Of course. Now, Gio was a very rich rabbit, and he owned so much carrot farms that he looked at that number and went, that's easy. (laughs) So Gio paid the money, and he got three tons of white rice and had his son, Neo... Not from the metrics. Ma- <laughs> matrix. 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 What? <laughs> Pour it down the tubes to see what would happen. At this time, all the other pipes began to be fixed, except mm-hmm. for his. Oh. So the Hop Onic company ran over to his house to see what the problem was. And as they're looking, and Neo's pouring the white <laughs> rice down the pipes. They call the rabbit police and arrest him for frottony for trying to flood everybody else's pipes again. (laughs) Because really what had happened was Steve the rabbit in California had done the same thing out of pure whimsy and caused everything to flood. So they arrested Neo and Gio the rabbit and they're doing 10 to 20 right now in Stanford jail. Poor guys. The end. Well, that's all the time we got for this one today. Hope you all enjoyed. Make sure to subscribe to see the next one and be checking out them out with once a week. Yeah, see you next week. Adios.